get probably get a little pop up. It says got it or leave meeting. Which one oh. should I do? Oh, so <laughs> be a very short recording. <laughs> case well welcome to the podcast Dan. hello it's been you know a trial getting there in, in the first few minutes but we, we got there in the end yeah it wasn't too bad i'm sure you've it's been worse for other people it i've has. done these kind of things before and i know that the older people can't really hack it i'm surprised the amount of young people who can't who don't know how to use really yeah no, it, it tends to be people who've avoided using computers but have always lived on their phones Oh, yeah. we're we're in the middle. We're right. We're peak computer users. We are. Yeah, you're the bloody smart device kids. Yeah. yeah. Can we swear on this? Yes. Fuck those kids. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was saying this to another guest. We we were in that unique generation gap where we're like, we did enough analog stuff that when things go wrong, we know how to fix Mm. it. Yeah. And we weren't presented with just like bubbles of tech. Yeah. 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 Anyway, welcome to the show. Um, I've got some base questions as we'll go through and we'll get through it, but I've got a very simple question to begin with, uh, which is who are you? Hi, uh, I'm Dan. Uh, my brother is a big YouTuber. I see. <laughs> I don't know you through your brother. That's the brilliant thing. Do you not? Do you not? No. Go up this way. So it's happened to me. Um, I went into Primark the other day. Right. And someone went, oh, my God, it's you. And I went, oh, do you think I'm Bill? And she went, I don't know who Bill is. And I was over the moon. I went out drinking and did karaoke on my own that night because I was so happy that this one person recognised me and didn't think I was my brother. Anyway, my name's Dan. Um, I used to be a streamer on Twitch. And then I moved over to YouTube. And now I do crafting slash comedy craft videos. And I own a sweet shop. And you own a sweet shop. You have a very mm. diverse background of, of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I found you. Well, I say I found you. I was shown you, like mm-hmm. you know, like an exhibit. Um, and a friend of mine had seen your your Santa Claus sculpt, which you did. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, I've got it right here. Do you want to see it? Yeah, sure. Well, it'll break now. It'll break. Yeah, I mean, that'd be the tragedy of this. <laughs> the thing I discovered you with. Suddenly just I'm aware I'm showing my midriff. You're you okay. edit that out. I can blur that out. That'd be fine. <laughs> right. There we go. And we cut immediately to this. <laughs> there he is. Yes. You know, the whole idea for this build was the tinsel. That's where you started with it. Well, I saw the uh, glittery pipe cleans. I thought that's the right scale for tinsel. So I'll build around that and this mask, actually, I suppose. The mask is probably my favourite part, I'll be honest. It's a yeah. glorious little mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over Christmas. A friend of mine, um, Zara, I'll give her a shout out, saw it and instantly thought of me and said, oh, you should watch this. And then I ended up in kind of like a little bit of a, a hole watching your various sculpts and, and kind of figuring out who you were. Because, I, yeah, I didn't know anything about your, your previous years yeah. of streaming. I think there's only about 12 videos and the first few are rubbish. I think I'm finding my way now. I think by the time that Santa one came out and I did the little 
uh, mm. skit at the beginning, sitting on my stepdad's lap uh, in the grotto. I think that's when I found I found my way. Did you find it a hard transition then from kind of doing live stuff to just editing? Well, the only the only problem was was when I did uh, streaming. It was comedy, like a lot of comedy and stuff, and like singing and joke singing and all this mm. kind of stuff. And then when I came to YouTube, I found it quite stilted. Like I wasn't sure what the rules were, whether I should just sort of be, you know, wholly crafting, just like, you know, showing all the methods and being very serious. Because a lot of, I don't know if you've watched any other crafting YouTubers, they're very serious. A lot of they them. They are very serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, I started injecting a little bit of humor. I'll do this because I'm not so arrogant as to think it's hilarious or anything. But, and then just thought, yeah, fuck it. I'll go all the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, adding. I, I adding ske- sketches and all that sort of stuff and yeah yeah i think you're right i think a lot of them a lot of them either, it's either one way or other it's either super serious and super technical and they know but at the same time they don't always explain everything they're doing um mm. or it's completely the opposite and it'll just be a time lapse and you I, hate time, I don't want to offend anybody but i hate time lapse sculpting or crafting videos yeah I'm because the there are a million of them. I, I buy into the personalities. There's a lot of crafters that I like yeah. because there's personality there. It's just, if I want to watch a time lapse, I find it anywhere. Anyone exactly. can do that. Yeah. Well, I like learning maybe not anyone. techniques and just like little tips, like, you know, of how things can yeah. be. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to chuck some of my own techniques in there, but they've all been done. It's, it's finished. You just give up now. Well, there's a technique for everything now. I actually pointed this out in my last Q&A video. I don't know if you saw it. I did. I was unwell. I was unwell, and I didn't want to release a Q&A video because I imagine if I see someone else at like 5,000 releasing a Q&A, I think, what a wanker. But I was unwell, and I had to release something, and I also had to plug something that's uh, coming up later in the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm forgotten my point now. What was I saying? Oh, I was saying... Techniques. Yes, I was saying a lot of people will come up with techniques that are no better than the other technique, but it's a new video. I think, well, yeah. why? You could already like, oh, this is the new paint. We've already got paint. Yeah. 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 You, you, you're one of these people. I mean, I, I'm terrible for this. If I start something or I have an idea for something, and then I'll, I'll look at how much it would cost me to buy the, the you know, the, the, the machine which you need to do it. Or whatever mm-hmm. tool you need to do it, and I think to myself, I could probably do it cheaper. I've, you know, I could, I could make it myself. So I spend about a month or two figuring out how to do it without that thing, and then realize I probably should just buy that thing. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, everything I do is cheap. I never buy if it if it involves buying something, I won't do it. Do you yeah. do you craft then, or do you make things? Or so I do, I do a bit of I do a bit of everything. Is the way I word it. Um, so I, my, my my main thing is kind of art in general. So mm-hmm. like fine art painting, sculpture, illustration, all that kind of stuff. And then I interweave that with more just stuff for me, you know, like cartoon bits and whatnot. And and kind of I think I said to you in the first email, I, I have aspiration of doing more sculpting stuff and miniature stuff and just kind of exploring that as like a medium and, and getting involved with that so it's, it's something which i've always done alongside everything else yeah i guess um, because it's yeah i don't know 
Are you into wargaming and all that kind of stuff? I was in my youth. I never was. And and honestly, I'm not now. (laughs) The the wargaming videos I do is like when I make the miniatures, Mm. it's testing the water to see how much more popular those videos are than just making a horror sculpt. And they are. They're probably double as, yeah. Which is annoying. So I've managed to sort of mix the two, you know, make yeah. mini monsters. Which is a shame because I'd be doing a lot better if I was doing a lot more wargaming stuff. But I'm just mm. gonna let it pick up momentum just there's no point doing it if I'm not enjoying it. So Well yeah, that's that's what I always say. I mean like I mean I, I as I said I did wargaming as as a kid, but I was never a person who was really into the painting side. I was very much, I mean, I had an, an orc army and I, I painted them all green and I was like, that's good enough. You know, <laughs> off we go, onto the onto the field we go. Um, but I, I, I had much more interest in kind of stop motion stuff oh. and building sets and, and media and all that kind of thing. Um, which, yeah, that, that's what piqued my interest and probably why my friend thought of you and thought of me and was like, oh, you'll like this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any um, stop motion stuff floating about the internet? I have one piece, but it is from oh, you. You'll have to send me the link. I shall. I'm hoping to explore a bit more of it. I'm kind of within the coming year or so. You know, like when you get one of those ideas and you think to yourself, that's going to be a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. keep putting it off because you know it's don't going to be it. a long process. Don't do it. Yeah. And you just end up <laughs> avoiding doing it. I mean, I was watching um, this morning, I was watching your kind of uh, your showcase vid of the, like, the first ones you did. That was another filler episode, yeah. That's a flashback episode once in a while. (laughs) Even if you only got four or five videos. Yeah. (laughs) You're saying that that first sculpt took you like four months? Uh, The Psycho House did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We we had just had a new kid, and uh, it was in lockdown, and it was uh, very difficult with the kid around. I'm assuming that's why. I'm sure I could do it in a couple of weeks now if I actually sat down and did it, but Mm. back then... Plus, I, it was learning everything, I suppose. Uh, I have actually picked up some techniques, though I did slag them off a second ago. Yeah, that Psycho House. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave that to my mother, that Psycho House. Yeah, yeah boy, boy's best friend is his mother. That's, from, that's a quote from Psycho, by the way. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, I mean, obviously, you do a lot of horror stuff. It's yeah, for anyone who doesn't know your work. You know. yeah, um, I don't know if you've seen all this on the wall there. I have. I have. Is, is that is that where kind of like you're? In, I mean, you just said you said you you know you didn't do war games or anything as a kid, but your interest was in horror. Is that how you? Well, when I say I didn't do any, um, I made some terrain as a kid. Like okay. you'd always do the, the Pringle tube hut mm-hmm. and things. Uh, I don't. I remember having miniatures, but never actually playing anything, right. or not properly anyway. So yeah, uh, I think I've just I've probably watched um, my first horror film when I was about six. My mother would rent them from the video shop, leave them out, so when we wake up in the morning, we'd play the video before she got out of bed. I think Puppet Master was one of the first. I don't know if you've ever seen Puppet Master or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous now. Scary to a six year old when you're surrounded by toys. And yet they made Toy Story. And yeah. It was it's okay. the same thing, isn't it? 
It's same basically thing. the same thing. I don't know. It's I'm like sure a watch those. Sorry, and not be scared. That's a shy. It's a shy puppet master. They don't move when anyone's around. You can just throw Randy Newman on anything, and it softens <laughs> the tone of whatever you're watching. Yeah, I just I just like horror. I don't really know why. I do feel like I I'm kind of got stuck in a rut with the horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, YouTube punishes um, punishes you for you know changing mid flow. They don't want you to do anything different. So uh, I don't know if I can ever veer off of it now. That's all right. I mean, I'm doing one right now. It doesn't really make much sense. This is the next video. It's kind of uh, an amorphous blob at the minute. Okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks horrorish. Yeah, it's got like it's got like um, a coral. Like it does. It does look a bit like coral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not supposed to, <laughs> but it does. I don't think you. I mean, I think I don't think I've seen a lot of horrors which take place in the ocean. Like it's it usually like things from the ocean coming on land. Mm. There's a couple. There's um, I think Sphere is technically horror. Mm. Technically, you got um, Leviathan, uh, Ernie Hudson. A few other. Sorry about that. Okay. My phone just vibrated. And I think that's it. Yeah. So on tap. Uh, we we got a lot on boats. Yes. Yeah. On boats. Not. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not much coral in them. Again, it's, it's things coming on land. We're, we're terrified of things coming from places where they're not meant to come from. Yeah, old Cthulhu, eh? That's the Dagon, all that stuff. We're not allowed to say Lovecraftian anymore. I think I discovered on, um, oh? I don't know if you saw my cosmic horror video, I think people said, oh, we don't talk about Lovecraft anymore. He was a massive racist. He was a massive racist. It's, yeah, it's I watched a documentary Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people tend to overlook it because they like the board games. <laughs> so it's all right if he's a racist because I, I bought, I spent eighty quid on Call of Cthulhu or whatever. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't know if that's like maybe more of our, our generation of. It, I find it's harder to find stuff now because there's a certain edge of you kind of you find something you're like, oh, this is really cool. I like this. Uh, I'll have to do a quick Google of the career. Just to make sure yeah. they haven't done something terrible. <laughs> well, separate the art from the artist, a lot of people have said to me. Yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, Gra- Graham Lineham, do you know him, Father Ted guy? Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. I still find Father Ted hilarious, and I'm not going to not find it hilarious because Graham Lineham's an arsehole. Yeah. yeah. And I everybody still watches Black Harry Books. Potter. Yeah, that's Graham Lineham as well, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Black Books is great. Everybody watches Harry Potter. Nobody's bloody given up their tickets to Harry Potter World because J.K. Rowling's a bit massive cow. No. Ironically, though, I, actually, one of the, when I was thinking about sculpting the other day, so I own this pin, which is, I don't know if you can see what it is, a little key. Um, yeah. So it, it's from Harry Potter World. Um, it's a, a Gringotts key, and I've mm. had it on my coat for, for years and years because it was one of those things we did back like 2017, 2016. And I took it off my coat the other day. Because of the whole J.K. Rowling, you know. Yeah, surf. I suppose that's different though, because it's kind of if you're walking around with that badge on, it's like. Yeah, but then you know, I, my, my my first thought was, I should keep it but modify it. 
to make it, just make it into anything else just a sense of i've already paid for this i've already spent the money they've already got the money so if i can modify it into something you know cool or like a little eye or like a little industrial like trinket yeah. and remove the branding i'll feel better about it and i'll have gotten some catharsis out of it like oh, she's she st- she still got a cut of the money she did she got my two pound fifty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you have to. If you go back, every bloody popular artist has done something wrong. You can't. Um, we'd have nothing left. There'd be nothing left. No, I do think. Yeah, like you say, you you have to do a level of separate art from artists. But I think it's more of like a personal level as well. I think it's it's down to you what you do pick and choose. Like, yeah, I mean, I've I've started I've essentially started avoiding Kevin Spacey films. Because that's a shame. He's done some good ones, though. He does. I mean, he's done some of my favorite films. Star Kevin Spacey, American Beauty, Seven. And we were having the conversation the other day. If you didn't know he was in Seven and you were avoiding Kevin Spacey films and then 40 minutes in, he suddenly appears on screen. Oh, God, I can't enjoy yeah. this. <laughs> also, he's the voice of the um, computer in Moon. Moon's a great film. Not allowed to watch that now. thing is... Um, uh, the Hogwarts game came out recently um, and everybody was boycotting it. Mm-hmm. But then I was having this discussion with someone else who does a podcast, actually, and they were saying, uh, but there was thousands of people that made that game. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people have put their bloody heart and soul into that thing. And they're not arseholes. Like, uh, and it's the same with the films as well, the director, the writer, all that stuff. I don't know, it's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. It I think that's a big, big conversation. I've, I think I've had that conversation with another friend who we were both like, we can see both sides. You know, you don't yeah. want to support, you don't want to be on that side. But at the same time, you, you know, you know, there's, like you say, thousands of engineers, QA developers have all put their time and effort into this. And we don't want them to not get paid. Yeah. Because of well, the decisions I mean, of one shit Like a Kevin Spacey film now, Kevin Spacey's not going to make any money from that, is he? I don't don't imagine actors get royalties, really, do they? I think they do. I think royalties are still a thing. Yeah. It's not like YouTube where they don't pay you anything. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I I made £50 in ad (laughs) revenue. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they can't give every actor, I suppose they sort of make the bargain at the beginning, like like a share or whatever. But uh, I'm just wondering if it's like tiny, like a few pence a watch. And then it accumulates depending on. Maybe. I mean, I'd be by DVDs from CEX. So it's a, sh- it's a shame. I've recently I've got right into my Arrow horror Blu-rays, and CEX has been a godsend to me. Although I did order one um, yesterday, and it came yesterday the other day, and it came yesterday. And uh, do you know Arrow Video? They do the special horrors that have a lot no. of features and things, reversible okay. covers. I ordered um, an American Wealth in London. Arrow Blu-ray, and it was a a regular American Wealth in London in an Arrow Blu-ray case. I was absolutely fuming. I thought That's I did worst. not pay for this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have to take it into a CEX store. I bought it online and just say, "Look, are, are they going to believe me?" Hmm. I see. Yeah, there's an honesty level there where hmm. you don't know what to expect. I worked in H and B for a short while, um, and we had a guy come in with a bag of DVDs, about 10 DVDs, and a CEX paper bag, tell me yeah. that he'd bought them from HMV, even though they were all open and all had CEX labels on them, <laughs> and ask for a refund. Did you say no? I didn't say no. 
He had I, a very I, honest face. I had a very honest for, face for a receipt, <laughs> <laughs> and he could not provide a receipt. And I was like, ah, "Well, I'm, I'm afraid I can't do anything for you right now." Well, I have an invoice for this okay. Blu-ray. You, call, you can call me anal, but I, it's a collection because I, I just sold hundreds, of, like a thousand Blu-rays, and right. just kept these ones. So, how are they going to know that I've not just taken the disc out and put another one in? And I don't have a very trustworthy face either. No, you think? I don't think so. I don't think so. You got quite a trustworthy voice. Yeah, well, I'll do. It, I'll do it over the phone. You, yeah. my good man, I bought this Blu-ray online. I've been trying to place your accent. Of where uh, from... you're from? Oh, go on. You guess. I want to hear you guess. Well, I, I thought Norwich. Like no, no, no. Okay. Although I feel, like, I feel like it's my spiritual home. Okay, Norwich. I don't know if you know of uh, Ashens, Stuart Ashen, the YouTuber. He's got a couple yeah. of films. We we'll work with really good friends, being him. I've stayed there a few times. And if I didn't have a daughter at this end, I'd probably move there. No, I'm, I'm from Dagnum. Dagnum. You heard of Dagnum? I've, I've heard of Dagnum, but I have no probably, idea probably, what Dagnum is. <laughs> probably read the headlines. A lot of stabbings. Well, yeah. I'm originally from Scunthorpe, so. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard we, of Scunthorpe. Exactly. Yeah, everyone says it's gone for the wrong reasons. <laughs> People say you don't sound like you're from Dagenham. I say, well, television raised me. I didn't go outside. Right. Yeah. So you adapted that. Must have watched a lot of news news programs. From the lilting voices in horror films, a bit too much. Yeah. Vincent Price. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I think my voice was a bit different when I started streaming, but that was about six years ago. And over the I kind of got into the performing mode as yeah. the years have gone on. And then thought, well, yeah, bloody do it all the time. Nobody knows any different now. Yeah. Whereas if I was to speak normal, it's like this, isn't it? Yeah. C-U-N-T, I won't say it. <laughs> I do. I think I find that's interesting. They're watching how people change when they do start creating content and put themselves on screen. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm no different from it. When I first started out, I was making vlogs. And, you know, back when YouTube was small and people were doing you know daily vlogs and all that kind of stuff yeah i started off with that and when i watch them back now i'm sat thinking this wasn't you at this time <laughs> this is just a character you've created for yourself and you're now performing that character <laughs> yeah well we all do don't we i suppose we all perform i think um if you look at me now and if you were to meet me in that sweet shop i'm a completely different person right i'm a horrible grumpy man in that sweet shop that's what I mean, you would have designed for, right? Yeah. But I had the worst ever day yesterday working in that shop. I mm-hmm. just felt like I really do not. I only do two days a week. Right. And I really didn't want to be the yesterday. And every old person wanted to talk to me. And I thought, what is it about my face, this really miserable face, that makes you think I want to talk to you about everything? Maybe they relate. They're like secretly all grumpy. And just, well, they're not. You know, they like, all seem really. That young man understands behind the counter. They always assume I'm my, I'm my mother's husband because she works there as well. Okay, really, really pisses me off. They're like, "Oh, your wife? Do you mean my mum?" <laughs> really annoys me because <laughs> my ex and I own the shop, and she right. works there as well. No one ever thought I was partners with her. They were sort of partners with my mum. It's a family business, sort of, because we all work there. But yeah, that place does nothing for my self esteem. No. I can imagine. I've worked in retail, and it's not. No, I'm not designed for it. No. I always, I always actually, it's, it's weird though. I, I say, 
I always say retail's the worst and customer facing jobs are the worst. But I feel like I'm not like this sounds like a tangent. I'm not saying we bring back conscription for like a year like they used to, but I feel like everyone should do a year in retail. Yeah. Uh, every every person should have to do a year in retail. To, to empathize, yeah. 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 Just to fill that gap. And the thing with sweet shops as well is it's not just you said you worked in H and V. Somebody would just walk up to the counter and give you something, give you the money. You give them the change, they're gone. Sweet shops, imagine you're standing where you are. Mm-hmm. Someone comes up to you right in your face for a good yeah. five minutes. Hmm. That, and then they're like, oh, can I have one from there, one from there, one from there? There's so many things that piss you off in a sweet shop. It's not just, here, I want to buy this. Good day. You're very lucky if yeah. that happens. And they're all like, oh, I remember, I remember when it was quarters and ounces. I'm like, yeah, metric system makes much more sense, though, doesn't it? It does. But they're getting rid of it, aren't they? So well, the metric. Well, they, they, they? They, they, there was a whole thing about, because, I mean, this is, this is a very British pod, podcast right now. If there was a whole thing about <laughs> Brexit and EU and how we were forced to use metric by the EU, so they're going to allow people to use the old and, and, and there were people in uproar about it saying, oh, yes, this is great. We're claiming Britain back instead of just accepting that this is just a better way to measure things. It's a much better, much better <laughs> way to measure everything. I'll have two Flemings and a vase of uh, gummy bears, please. He's like, what the fuck is all this? They're all different things. Nothing adds up. I mean, I recently, so I, I'm, I'm living in the US right now. Are you? So I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm based in uh, New Jersey. I only moved here July last year. Um, so I I've should been, have said candy shop. A candy shop. I was I was going to say like this is a very British podcast because I, I feel like an American has no idea what a sweet shop is, <laughs> especially not one where you have to request things. It would all be on display, yeah. and automated, and available in well, that's The people who watch my stream, a lot of them are American, so they kind of. I yeah. used to stream from the sweet shop live, like as I was selling customers. So they learned what a sweet shop was, how shit it is. Yeah. Well, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, you know, obviously moving out to the US, they don't use standardized measurements that I've grown up with. So I'm dealing with learning what cups of things are and everything. Ooh. Like, I go buy drinks and they're in ounces. Yeah. We, we do we do sell the American stuff. I'm like, you got the Kool-Aid saying to... Um, oh, it's, it's a measurement, so, but we got it wrong when we tried right. to make the Kool-Aid. It said something. We assumed it was this. It wasn't, and it was just incredibly weak. Mm. Do you know what? Do you know what the measurement would be for it Kool-Aid? Probably, it's like it'd be cups. It'd have to be, or it'd be like a, a quart or a quart. Like, I think it was a quart. A quart. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. we got it wrong. It's tragic. It's, 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 yeah, it, 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 it comes comes back round of just kind of the differences in, in culture, but also just what you used to. With, you know, well, I think. Thing. Numbers are the same everywhere. Mathematics is the uh, the language of every single nation on the planet. It should be the same with measurements and distances and all that stuff. It should all be metric. Yeah. Call me you a monster. Standardize the world. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should all have the same haircuts and wear the same clothes. <laughs> is this, this why you build things, then? Are you trying to control everything? Yes, I have to control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had this the other day, actually, because um, I was thinking, obviously, thinking about making my own things and thinking about this chat coming up with you. And I, I, I'm not going to 
not trying to offend anybody. But when they come into when when it comes to crafting, sculpting, making things, it almost seems like it's a very midlife crisis thing for people of our age. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> At some point, we just feel like we've lost control of everything. You, you know what? I could make something small. Mm. I could look after him. Yeah. I feel like I feel, I feel like the war gaming scene is more the midlife crisis thing. But yeah, I can see where you're coming from. So you're young, young with the war gaming. <laughs> Yeah, and then then you lose it, and then you become fifty, and you think, "Where's it all gone?" And then you pick, go to Games Workshop. Think, God, it never used to cost as much. No, no, it's a, it's amazing how much those things cost. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've always drawn and made things all through my life and stuff. I was a graphic artist for a while. I was going to say uh, you I'm... can't have just started this and been this good this quick. You have to have been doing stuff before. No, I, I was a graphic artist for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. I, I found that when I when people paid me to draw things, I didn't want to do them. So right. I didn't do that for very long. Um, but the only reason I got into sculpting was because I didn't realise there was such a thing as polymer clay and it wasn't that expensive. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it yeah. was during lockdown. Everyone picked up the, a hobby during lockdown. Yeah, I mean, I actually started streaming during lockdown, which I'd never done before. Did you? Yeah, I so. <laughs> The lockdown, I essentially started doing a daily stream. Um, the whole idea was to give people kind of like a, a space just to speak to somebody because it was obviously very isolating during the lockdown and yeah. you know, living like that. And I lived on uh, night shift for most of my career for seven years or so. So I was kind of fairly used to isolation. Um, so I started doing these daily streams where I'd sit and draw and whatnot. And I ended up doing it for about a year. What was that on Twitch or YouTube? Um, so it wasn't on YouTube, it was on Twitch, and I used Arpan, which was a thing on Reddit for a short period of time, and Instagram. Oh. Just, yeah, I set up three three cameras and, and went for 30 minutes a day. And... Did it go well on Twitch? Twitch is very hard to get traction. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get anyone on Twitch. I don't think people on no. Twitch wanted to see what I was doing. <laughs> no, well, no, it's not that. It's just Twitch, discoverability on Twitch is near, not yeah. impossible. I think I can't remember how I managed to sort of take off. I mean, I only got to around an average of 100 viewers, which is very good. That's in the I top mean, 0. Yeah, 0.05, but that took five years. And I gave it all up like an idiot. But um, the only reason I got there, uh, I don't even know of a Scottish comedian called Limmy. Yeah, I know. Limmy Show. He started raiding me um, in the sweet shop. And that's what kind of got the, the ball rolling there. We've since fallen out. But he, he did get me started. And then, like, knowing Ashens as well, I met him through Twitch and we became friends. So it's just who you know. It's who, who you blow. That's interesting, though. Like, it, it's yeah. weird to me that it, so much of online stuff is still in that structure. of It's, you know, networking connections, mm-hmm. knowing who you know. To me, that's a very old-world business way of doing things, you know. You meet, you meet such and such banker in one thing, and it's just, it's just all the same. No one will ever find you unless somebody sort of points everybody at you. Yeah. It's the same with YouTube, I think. I mean, Most Bill got me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same with everything. You've got to have the right mm. people. I, mean, I think, I don't know, I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, Arpan was interesting as a, a Twitch experiment. Essentially, it allowed you live streaming, and it was it was very discoverable. Because uh, what what Reddit, is that? I don't know what I don't know what that is. So Reddit hosted its own public streaming platform mm. for about two years called Arpan. Um, essentially, it was 
much like Instagram Live, you just turned on your phone, but through the Reddit app, and it would host you, and you could pick a topic and do whatever you wanted on you know on stream as you as you would. But their unique thing was that they would push streams at random to their front page, so you were always being shown to people, which allowed you kind of a bit more engagement. Mm-hmm. So even if one day you'd only get ten viewers, other days you'd have a thousand. And yeah. it would come out of nowhere because someone on Reddit just went, oh, that person's going front page today. And away you go. But they recently see on, closed it down. See, on Twitch, uh, the front page thing is all sort of bribes and things. Yeah, I think if you're doing like a special promotional thing, they'll get in touch with Twitch and then you're on the front page. Yeah. Um, I know that happened with, um, do you know Ian Lee? No, I don't know. He used to have the 11 o'clock show on Channel 4, I think. He used to okay. do... Um, a few computer game shows as well. Anyway, he's on Twitch and we kind of met up and stuff. And he got pushed to the front because um, he got, I think he got paid to do it or got a contract or something from someone and then was pushed to the front. And then the second he wasn't on the front page, his drops went straight back down again. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just a cruel, it's a cruel mistress, is okay. Twitch. Yeah. And, and then you got online. The, is... Yeah. Well, if you don't want a real job, you got to part with it. But yeah. I don't want a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. We're just then why we do what we do. You know? I mean, we, we both know that the internet and everything is fickle and, you know, most people are extremely negative whenever they encounter you because that's how they've been taught to treat people on the internet. You know? yeah. Why keep going? Why, why still, still create things? You say that YouTube has been massively um, positive. Yeah, and I know you have the option to sort of not get the negative comments, but I don't think there's really been any that haven't made like sort of that have been filtered out. YouTube has mm. been really, po- but maybe that's just because I've come from Twitch, uh, which is okay. full of trolls and a <laughs> holes. So it just seems nice. Yeah, maybe. I think um, I don't know about you, but this is a really pretentious answer. I have to be creative, and if I can get paid in some kind of way for being creative, then that's all I want. It's brilliant. Just but maybe that just means I'm extremely presumptuous because yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I said it. I've already said it. So I, I don't know if it is pretentious or not. I mean, you say it to certain generations, and they're like, "Oh, go out and work in the factory." You're like, "What factory?" <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just a factory. I love that conversation. It's one of my favorite things to do is meet people in their sixties and seventies, discuss with them what you do and what you're interested in, and just watch them try to tear you down. Yeah, because yeah. I, I feel like our generation just doesn't care. We'll just do what we want to do anyway, yeah. or whatever anyone says. And I had a conversation. I think I had a conversation with my dad, and he, we can't remember what we're doing. He's extremely supportive. Very great relationship with my dad. But he said to me one day, "I was like, when are you going to grow up?" <laughs> and I said to him, "Why would I want to grow up to what you're doing? Because you're older and you're miserable." Yeah, like, you know, if I keep these little things which make me happy, these little bits of nonsense and you know creation, and that keeps me happy, then why would I want to give any of that up? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think my uh, well stepdad said uh, took me and my brother aside and said, "Well, look, let's, I'll be honest, you're both a bit weird." And what? Because we don't like football. We're weird. I just really, I was really flummoxed. I think I was about sixteen. Yeah. I thought, well, "Where's this come from? Are we weird?" We're not now. I don't think we are. Not compared to. I mean, everybody's like this now, aren't they? This generation, I think, pretty much. Standard. 
Pretty much, I'd say like 50 50. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Are we not counterculture anymore? We we descended that in our generation. I, now I, it's I, just this. I think it is. I think for the most part, I think the people in uh, high vises in white vans are the minority now. Hmm. Possibly. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Okay, cool. I, <laughs> But we do need to get our plumbing done and electrics and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like Marvel played a big part in watering down that group of people because yeah. suddenly all of them were into superheroes, and it, yeah. it revealed that little bit which they'd been hiding, and they'd been going, "Oh, you know, I'm not into these silly yeah. cartoons and things." And then Marvel came like... out and went, "Oh, maybe I could be into." <laughs> and you feel like Santa, look, this is what it was the whole time. This is what it was. Just they've just had to make these massive films for you to realise that everybody likes this stuff, and it has to be cool for you to like it. But we've been enjoying this shit for years. More for you. You just had to throw some action heroes, some pecs, and some you know. I was decks. just going to say some six packs. Yeah, yeah, some six packs <laughs> into it, and suddenly, over they yeah. go. Yeah, Bob was the linchpin. That's how they should have done that years ago. <laughs> could have saved a lot of beatings in school yards. <laughs> putting some pecs into <laughs> films. I um I think um though people do sort of um wear it as a badge now, like I watch Marvel films. So I'm a nerd or a geek, just like you lot, uh, in their Ben Sherman shirts in the middle of a nightclub drinking their Bacardi Breeze or whatever. Yeah. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's given us it's it's ruined some things i think i think well maybe not ruined ruined not the right word but it's it's taken some bits away which we you know nerds and geeks as well we can be quite protective of the things which we like mm, because we yeah. worry so much about being you know torn down by other people so when other people got into comics and suddenly like you know your bully was suddenly very well versed on iron man i think that was a worry but at the same time, it's given me a nice in when speaking to anyone like that to just go, well, we don't have to talk about football today. I, I don't have to yeah. lie yeah. and yeah. you know pretend I know what I'm talking about. I can just <laughs> be like, oh, you've seen this Marvel film, knowing they probably have, and uh, away we go. Yeah, but people get a lot more of, of our references now. Are you a football fan? I'm not. I'm not. I'm one of those. No. Did, did you try? People. Did you try? Because you I... felt like you have to. I tried when I was maybe nine or ten. I, you know, I, I was when I was nine or ten. I'm mainly into drawing. That was my 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 deal. You know, I was the weird kid into drawing, overweight. You know, sit on my own and draw. That's what I do. I mean, that's what I do nowadays. Um, and I I I literally picked a football team. Yeah, with my brother sat there and I went, "What football team should I like?" You go for and the nice colours. And I went with Chelsea because it was blue. And <laughs> I, I even got some pajamas with Chelsea because I was like, I'm going to go yeah. full hole into this. I'm going to get it. I joined the the after school football club. I went twice, and then I never went again. And did you go home and say, "Do you love me now, Dad? Do you love me now?" In your <laughs> dad, football show, <laughs> my dad hates football as well. So it's, oh, it's just, right. there's no one in my family who's into football. But I was like, I need to, I need to get in with the kids at school. You know, I need yeah, to just kind of. If you go head in head first, then maybe you'll see what the fuss is. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother um, got dropped off at like a football lesson. Okay. And um, we didn't go in. We hid right. around the back of the building 
looking at a puddle and noticed all these little tiny creatures in the puddle. You would not believe how angry my dad was when he picked us up. God, he was furious. I mean, it can't have cost much. It's probably about two quid back in Mm. those days. But yeah, just the fact that we'd rather look at tiny things in puddles than play football. Yeah, still, still would. I, I still meet people over here who are shocked that I don't like football. Because uh, that's, it's the stereotype. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, what's your favorite football team? I don't watch football. Like, what are you on about? I'm like, I don't, literally couldn't care about it any less. <laughs> World Cup, not even into the World Cup. Like, no. I mean, I give that a go. The good, the yeah. best thing about the World Cup this year was that KFC were doing a special football bucket and you got a shit ton of ch- chicken in there. For, it was a good deal. And there's Brandy. plenty left over. Yeah. Thank God for the World Cup. The only thing I like about the World Cup, and it's the same with any big sporting event, is it's the only time I gamble. Because I don't know anything about any of them. Yeah, I don't have a prejudice to one team or another. So I actually can look at the, the, the thing, like the odds, and go, oh, you know, I'll put some money, like put a fiver on that, and then I win yeah, a little one. bit of money. I won, uh, did you win 50 quid on the World Cup before. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you put your money on? Do you remember? I can't remember. It was about 10 hmm. years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I feel like, and I, I, when people get super excited about these things and these games and whatnot, and I'm like, well, I mean, at least if I've got a little bit of money on it, I'm, I'm slightly invested. Yeah. 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 I can imagine being excited if you've got a bet on it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't gamble. I used to work in Corals, the bookmakers. All right. Uh, put, puts you right off that person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a social club, those places. A lot of the older people just sort of come in and sit down and chat and stuff and yeah. get free teas and coffees. You get free tea and coffee? Well, the regulars did. And it's only because the manager of the place would give them. I mean, I wouldn't give them coffee or tea. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah. the way to get me anywhere, is just offer me free tea and coffee. And, yeah. you know, I could be I, into football if they offered me free tea and coffee. Get week. your local bookies. They don't really have bookies in America, do they? Or they're all mafia bosses, aren't they? Mafia I, bookies. I'm not entirely sure because, like, there's there's different gambling laws state to state. Like, there's yeah. casinos in some, but not in other ones. So I think it really varies. I'm not quite sure of the law. Do you say you're in New Jersey or New yeah, Jersey? New Jersey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine it's mafia run all the gambling there. Bunch of Italians. If just... if the fi- yeah, if the films are anything to go by. Well, maybe this is, you know, we have a stereotype of football. Maybe there's, no, there's actually mm. no mafia here. He says, full well knowing there's a deli around the corner which is covered in gangster photographs. <laughs> is this Satriani's, whatever it's called, from bloody uh, uh, Sopranos? It's New Jersey, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Sinatra was born where I am. So yeah. that, it's got that vibe as well. And everyone's very proud of those things. How comes you, how comes you moved to America then? Did you meet someone or. No, so I, my work outside of my making nonsense um, offered me a, a position, and I went, yeah, you know, I'll go for a ride. I've got no no tie in the UK at the moment, so no, I'll, I'll go out and do this. It's exactly the kind of thing I could do with if I didn't have a five year old just pinning me down. Oh, I have a five year old just left it behind. Yeah, you could do that, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have children. For the record, I've no, I've never abandoned a child, which was my own, you know. It's it's very, and, and very I never cool. will. And I, I never know. will, for the record. Yeah. yeah, just for the legal requirements and the the lawyers at the later stage of my life, I will never will abandon my own child. Um, and I'm, I'm only saying this because I don't think she listens to podcasts. 
So I don't think she'll hear me say she's pinning me down. No. But I mean, there's a level of that with every family anyway. Right? We all yeah. pin down our parents at one point or another. Well, when when she's 16, I'm buggering off. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere. Probably Norwich. <laughs> Since I've been in with the accent. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. I just, I, I was listening to it and I was just like, I, can't really catch. I just couldn't figure out what you were Oh, you know what it is? It's because I sometimes do a borderline Alan Partridge impression. He's Norwich. Yeah, he's Norwich. Yeah. yeah. I did that as a joke and then it kind of took me over a little bit. Is it the kind of thing you find yourself doing around your house? What, Alan Partridge impressions? Or just, yeah, just like impressioning things. I find I All do that. I'll put on voices when I'm doing random things. Yeah, it's often Christopher Walken a lot when the house okay. is empty because it's it's quite loud, a bit shouty. Yeah, I, I used to do a lot of impressions for the stream. I'd have this mm. old bit um, uh, called the audition hour, I think it was, where people would suggest two celebrities and a scene and then I using my stream deck, I would switch sides of the camera and have conversations with myself as these characters. It was quite good. It was quite funny. I used to have a drink. And, you know, when people were chucking bits and money here, that, you know, it's going pretty well. Often ended up being Terry Wogan and Janet Street Porter a lot, which got on my nerves. But especially Janet Street Porter. God, I hate yeah. doing that. It's, yeah. That's a grating accent. Because it's, it's a lot of teeth for Janet. Yeah. And then somebody said, Janet Street Porter and Gary Boosie, which is also a lot of teeth. It's just a lot of this. Gary Boosie, <laughs> Going straight forward, it's just a lot of that back and forth. <laughs> and they do it to annoy you. They do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> they find the thing that you, you don't want to do, and then that's the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully yeah. YouTube's not that way. Hopefully, yeah. I haven't tried. I'm, I'm considering streaming on there, but yeah. I heard it's a much nicer place, much more laid back. I and said, yes. I don't know what the rules are, but you can get away with. I could get away with a lot on which yeah i mean i did a whole segment where um uh i'd play a porno clip but i wouldn't show anybody right but i would i would um it's called audio porn where i you're not allowed you can listen to porn you can't watch it but i would right. narrate over the top of it uh as alan partridge <laughs> and that went pretty well but then i kind of felt like i don't really want to download any porn and put it on my computer anymore so i no. thought i better yeah i did about two of those yeah. It went well though. He's in I, he's I in sat, he's inserted his penis now. It's uh, it's, it's fully erect. Uh, she 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 loves it. She's enjoying <laughs> herself. I think <laughs> it's just a lot of that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I think <laughs> you reminded me. I think one of the reasons I started watching your videos and enjoying them is we have a very similar sense of humor, but I think our sense of humor is also very based on the fact that we're from England. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think maybe that's why like Americans enjoy watching us because they're they're not used to this like level level of just kind of deadpan as well. Yeah, dry, very dry. Which, yeah, Seems I'm always um, surprised to see an American channel that has a dry sense of humor. There's a couple. Yeah. I did um, um, Boy Lay Hobby Time. I mentioned that his sense of humor is quite dry, but there's not many, and. Uh, it's a shame. Well, I mean, they, they do like dry humour, don't they? I mean, they've got The Office oh, yeah. and stuff. And I mean, our shows do well over there. They do tend yes. to Americanise a lot of them, but 
they do well initially to get their own shows like The Office and um, mm. what else has, has gone over? Red Dwarf. They yeah. They, 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 <laughs> that was they terrible. Did, they did one episode or something of Red Dwarf. Yeah. Craig Burko, I think his name is, isn't it? He, he's, he's a good actor. He's in a few films. They love Doctor Who. Found. Do they? They love that. They love it all. It's it's such a strange thing because you, you think it's not going to translate. You know, mm. and, and but then they get hold of it and they love it. They love the kitsch of it, the the DIY, the the deadpanness of it all. I, I was gonna say I, I didn't think it looked professional enough for an American audience. We kind of sort of make do and think, oh, that's the BBC's budget. But over there, I'm thinking they got Apple TV and shit. So, do they, are they happy with like this plasticine and crap? I mean, they have to be right. I think maybe that's the that's that's sort of the issue with kind of platforms and stuff. Is just that most of these platforms are American. So they start off with kind of the glitz, the glamour, the, the very ego, expressive, extrovert, you know, platform like YouTube, you know, every front page is full of people dancing, full of people doing, you know, their thing and putting themselves on camera. And then when they do find something which is not that, they're very taken by it because they're like, oh, yeah, that's the thing. So maybe they are creating that kind of stuff. We just never see it as well because they don't have to break through that crust. Are you a YouTube? Uh, are, you, are you a Doctor Who fan? I'm not. I'm. I'm. Maybe. Maybe there was only one season, or maybe two seasons, when Christopher Eccleston came in and they did the reboot. And I yeah, think that I was think he was maybe two, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that was more just I like Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, I watched them because uh, I almost felt obliged right. to watch them. And I have a friend who's in the first episode of. Is it Jodie Whittaker? Is she the female Doctor yeah. Who? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He was in the first episode of that, so I thought, oh, I better watch them all to catch up with it, and then sort of gave up. Because it just really felt like a chore. I know people, I've got friends that absolutely love it, and they read all the fan fiction stuff, and I thought, God. I mean, I'll I'll talk to you about other things. I'm not going to talk to you about bloody Doctor Who. Do they still keep going with the kind of the make, do, and mend style? Or is it progressed now that CG's started replacing everything? I think they're chucking quite a lot of money into it now. I think Mm. so. Pretty fancy, especially for BBC. I do. I feel like that that DIY ethic, ethic aesthetic is is a very very UK thing. Like like we mentioned, Red Dwarf. It it you know it didn't look great at times. You know, Red Dwarf looks very... great. I think Red Dwarf looks great. There's some moments. That, in it. <laughs> it's the perfect aesthetic that show. It works perfectly with the humour. I think the perfect time for that show to come out. I, I'm a big Red Dwarf fan, but mm. um. Doctor Who, uh, it's like it doesn't have um, colour grading, or if it does, it has too much. Like everything is just very colourful. Just chuck yeah. loads of colours, loads of colours and shapes. There's no sort of atmosphere to it or anything. The pro- people are going to hate me for saying this. Fuck them. What are Doctor Who fans going to do? Anyway, <laughs> Come at me with their bloody <laughs> magic screwdrivers. I, I I think they have to appreciate that. I think that's why they like it, and even if they don't, I, admit I it, think they do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They'll they'll say they I mean, like it for the writing or the plot holes or anything like that. It's like no, you you appreciate that it's not great. Yeah. Well, well, the diehard fans love the older stuff, don't they? Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the 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 Bertie Bassett's type monster, the sweet monster? Uh, people kept sending that to me. It's just like a monster that's made out of sweets, like licorice all sorts. Right. Yeah, you've not brought that's, any two passions of sweets and modeling together than to yeah. recreate Billy Bassett. 
Well, that's the calibre of Doctor Who there. Uh, licorice all sorts, man. I feel like a lot of monsters get based on foodstuffs in the end. <laughs> Again, we're just terrified of things, doing things they're not meant to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not a big fan of licorice. So I'll be like, mm. oh, go away, stop it. That's just like the most UK reaction to a monster. Just like, go away. <laughs> Give over. I've had my lunch. Yeah. Be, you know, it's not good for me. You're rot me teeth. <laughs> I'll have to uh, see some of your artwork after this. Yeah. If you've got any uh, available, I'd like yeah, to I'm, see it. I have a fair, fair amount available in various places. So, so what is your, your day job then? Uh, so I don't talk about my day job. Not, do on, you not? not on podcast. I am. And you bloody got me to tell you everything. I, do, I mean, that's the way this works, right? I find someone. I, <laughs> I grill them for about an hour. Um, so you know, I, I, the, the basic answer for what I do and what I answer whenever I'm kind of on stream or whatnot is just that I work for software. Um, so I'm held under like a lot of NDAs and stuff like that. Um, but I, I always see it as <clears throat> that's what I do to make money. And that's that's what gets me through my kind of my day to day and gives me a place to live. And then everything else I do is the important stuff. Yeah. So the important stuff is what I'm hoping to make money from. Otherwise I'm yes. fucked. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, the dream my, though, right? Yeah. I know it's I know it's um a marathon, not a sprint. I was always yeah. good at long distance at yeah. school. Yeah. I remember um I'm not a particularly athletic person, but uh we in the seniors, they took us all over to an, uh, like a, a running track, mm-hmm. and there was all the jocks. They'd they'd pit four of the students against each other in like yeah. a hundred meter sprint, and there was like me, uh, like a, a sort of whelp kid, you know, like a weedy kid, like a small yeah. kid, and then there was two bullies, right? And the the bullies were looking down the line, thinking, "Yeah, we got this, we got this," and I beat them. And that nice. was the best day of my life. That's as jockey as I get. I'm quite tall, though. That's the thing. They didn't count for that. They didn't account for no. the fact that I've run away a lot. Yes, they always underestimate the the, the taller. You know, I was slightly heavier as, as a youth, um, and uh, yeah, they always underestimate that you've had to run a fair few <laughs> times, so you get used to it. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, well, I'm 39, and that's one of the best moments of my life. God. Still plenty of time to make more money. Yeah. Is there? Is yeah. there? My, my heart hurts a bit. It's already hurting a bit. It's, that's that's just existing, right? It's meant to hurt, isn't it? Or have I been <laughs> I watched, doing this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I watched The Wow last night. Uh, have you, you know The Wow, Brendan Fraser? Where is Morbid oh, Low yeah. Beast? Oh, it's oh the, the Whale. The Whale. Yeah. The Wow, Sorry. yeah. 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 I, I watched that last night. And while I was watching it, I ate two giant cookies and a donut. And I thought, this one's not putting me off at all. If anything, it's making me feel like I've got a bit of a way to go. I mean, I watched Super Size Me eating McDonald's. Um, and I felt terrible at the end of that. And just mainly because the food was awful. Um, but yeah. It's, yeah. I, I remember buying that DVD back when we used to buy DVDs, Super Size Me and a bag of Jelly Babies. And that was uh, my afternoon. I got a particularly fond memory of that. Yeah. 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 I think we got shown it in school. It was one of those things that they, they they sat us down in one of the you know the social studies or whatever you call it P, PSE or they kept rebranding it when I was going through school and they were yeah. like we're going to watch this documentary and everyone's like oh, great a documentary you know, 
and then it was actually good. The same with bowling for Columbine. I did exactly yeah. the same thing. Just I did, go, I did go through my documentary phase, bowling yeah. for Columbine. Um, <laughs> I think that was it. <laughs> no, there are some just others. That one, just that one. Just that one. Yeah. Yeah, King of Kong. Have you seen that one uh, about the arcade guy? Yes, I have seen that one. Yeah, there's a whole lot of drama with that. Yeah, yeah, the guy. I watch a few speedrunner YouTubers. Um, There's a guy named Carl Yobst. I don't know. You might remember that one. He just kind of anything to do with Yogs cast, is it? No, no, no. He's an Australian guy. Um, he does. He kind of breaks down the history of speedruns. He'll take something old like King's Quest and and look at how that community built that up. But he's done a few about the drama um, about that King of Kong and the world record on on Donkey Kong and how the guy's been kind of found out as a fraud and now he's suing everybody and yeah. how that's going. So I, I learned lots of little drops of information from that. I think you've got the same hairdo as the guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, yeah. I can't remember his bloody name. I can't remember his name. His is much straighter I always forget it. It is, yeah. <laughs> you need an Amer- like... uh, USA tie. Yes, and, and a much trimmer yeah. beard. Yeah, I need, to take, I, I need to take care of my appearance, is what we're saying. <laughs> he takes care of his appearance too much, though. He, he looks does. a bit like a really sort of uh, shitty action figure. He looks a lot like if you know, like you get those wooden figures at Christmas where they like paint the face on. Oh, and, yeah. and that's what I tell you, he looks like. <laughs> not that we're standing the guy's name. No. no, I can never remember. That's how I remember Steve. Right? Steve Weeb. Steve Weeb was the one he went up against. I remember him. Do you know he's an actor now? He's been in a film. Really? So it got me thinking, was he acting the whole time? He was the underdog, right? Steve Weeb. Yeah, right? yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. That's why we remember him. We don't yeah, care about he was him, in um, the winner. Four Christmases as a Christmas film with uh, mm. Vince Vaughn mm. and uh, Reese Witherspoon. He was in that as an actor. I'm thinking, oh, this is suspicious. But I think he is ironic that he's in it. He doesn't say anything. And I think there's right. like a Donkey Kong reference. So it's fine. Okay. So it's more like a cameo. Than a, yeah. Yeah. Else. I just wanted to build up some controversy. I thought he was running, he was maybe running the, the marathon as well. Just like, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll start off in this little documentary, speed running this and, and getting the highest score on this game. But long term, I could act. Yeah. Yeah. I got the impression he wanted to be an actor. I mean, he was a performer, wasn't he? He was playing the keyboard and singing and stuff. Have you ever seen an American movie? That's a good documentary. That rings a bell. About the guy who makes his own film. Or I don't know if he ever actually gets around to finishing it. That rings a bell. I've not seen it. Mm. No? Mm. All right. That's what are those? The only, th- the only four documentaries I've seen. Okay. I mean, the first one, documentary that came to mind, the first one I thought of was Capturing the Freedmans, which is... Never watched that. I've heard it's of it. an interesting watch. Yeah, about it's about a family, and they they start making the documentary about this this uh, one of the members of the family who's like a clown. That's his his full time job. He's like a clown, and they're making a thing about clowns, and you know, the the whole industry and community around clowning. Um, and then it turns out like halfway through that there's like a child sex ring underneath all. What a surprise! Not to do with the clowns. clown. Just oh, to do with okay. his family and how in like the eighties or something or the seventies there was this huge car case about the Freedmans and he, he was obviously a child at the time and was just like oh yeah that's my dad. <laughs> I'd, I'd say the only surprise would be that he didn't murder the children as well. People are just terrified of clowns. I quite like clowns. Do you? Do you actually yeah. like clowns? Could you watch one and be like I could watch a clown and enjoy a clown show? Yeah. 
That sounds weird. You're the only one. <laughs> it's just you and the clown. Yeah, Not no. even the clown's wife is watching. She doesn't want to watch. I don't know if I could do it with just me and the clown. I need to be in an audience. You know, oh, yeah, but that, you're too vulnerable. I'm willing to watch a clown, but I don't want to be vulnerable around a clown. They take Have you, um, thinking of that, saying not even the clown's wife is interested, have you ever met anybody whose partner is interested in what the partner does? Because I haven't. Um, yeah, I've, I've met people. But maybe that's because I come from kind of um, more from the art side. Mm. And a, a lot of artists end up going out with and marrying artists. Yeah, see that that's what I need. That's what I need. I've never met anybody whose partner likes what the partner does. Really? When it comes to this kind of stuff. It is quite niche though, I would say. Well, it's, it's, it's not working in a factory, is it? No. Steady wage. Get in that factory. Yeah. What, what do you what what do they make? We don't know, we don't care. Just get in I, there. I guess it depends how you're viewing it. If, if you're viewing it from kind of a, the, the viewpoint of making, you know, miniatures and, and set pieces and all this kind of stuff, or whether you're viewing it from enjoying media or content creation and, and creating kind of like, so, you, you know, YouTubers tend to meet other YouTubers and that's how they end up meeting their significant others down the line. Obviously, that leads to YouTube drama and clicks. I've got that to look forward to, have I? You know, you've got all the big events and the wine <laughs> parties to go, you know. Yeah, separate people at their weddings and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but whereas, yeah, like I mean, you you, you mentioned like models and, and whatnot, but you've got obviously a, a depth of knowledge on horror, and I know quite a few people who are into films. And <coughs> you saying that I think I'm more into the perform the performance side with the Twitch mm. and things. That's why I'm trying to bring more of that over. I do prefer the yeah. uh, the trying to be funny and all the other stuff and the silly voices and things. But I made the models anyway and all this kind of stuff. So I thought I might as well. You know, people want to watch some crafting stuff and then just try and sneak the other stuff in. Whereas the stri- the Twitch stuff was all just literally green screen me uh, and doing all that stuff. This sounds quite egotistical, doesn't it? Oh, quite arrogant. We're all a little egotistical. You have to be. Yeah. To to yeah. create, you've got to be a little bit ego. To think yes. you can do it in the first place. Well, yeah, hundred viewers. There you go. Hundred people watching. That's bigger than some gigs. Exactly. I mean, I've been doing this since 2017. And I, I keep doing it because, like you say, you got to enjoy what you do. And I enjoy chatting to people and getting to know people and hearing different kind of views, viewpoints and whatnot. And so that's why I keep going. I mean, i got less than 500 subscribers because ah, yeah, do what yeah, you want. I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got your, your secret job anyway. Well, this is uh... the day job. <laughs> this may it may pay off one day there's no harm i mean uh, a lot of people have hobbies that will never ever pay off yeah whereas these ones potentially could one day yeah i mean if you if you knew for certain it would never pay off would you stop doing youtube anything like creating youtube performing modeling anything like that would you stop that's a good question uh, I think I would stop the YouTube if I knew it would never ever pay off because it's a lot of bloody work. Yeah, a lot of work. When I'm uh, not at the shop the two days and I have my daughter on the weekends, it's, it's solid, solid filming and and sculpting, and I don't get a chance to do anything I want. You saying you, you don't like painting miniatures? I enjoy painting miniatures. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't have time. I've got boxes of uh, Lord of the Rings miniatures here that I'm desperate yeah. to paint. And I've only ever painted one uh, one troll because I've just not had the time. 
I think the only reason I got that done was because I, I was ill for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So yes, I definitely would. If I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, I, would, I probably would stop. But then I might do the streams just because you do get that, that adrenaline. And um, yeah. And I think I, I enjoyed that more when I wasn't relying on the income. Because uh, it was an all right income uh, most months. It, yeah. I mean, it was up and down. But the thing, the reason I stopped was there was a lot of, um, you ever heard the phrase parasocial relationship? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And it seems to be a lot worse with Twitch because you're constantly engaging with everybody in like one-to-one sort of real-time conversations. Yeah. Uh, I think people forget that there's another 99 people there and that you're just talking to them. So I'd get a lot of people message me. Um, so I, I don't want to be rude and ignore them all, but I, I also, I'm not much of a messenger. I don't text people or anything. So I get a lot of people sort of messaging me, sort of talking to me like, hey, friend, and all this sort of stuff. And I'll be as kind, as nice as possible. But then it would never be enough for a lot of people. They'd want mm-hmm. more and more. And then they'll get angry and leave. And then you can't help but take that personally. And people say, well, don't take it personally, but you can't help it. And then it just grinds you down. And that's why I stopped doing Twitch. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the reason I, I I don't think I could do something like Twitch. Because, I mean, obviously this is a very controlled environment. You know, I, I yeah. invite who I want to invite. I When I put work up online... I'll, I'll communicate with comments and stuff, but if someone's too involved, I tend to avoid them because I'm, I'm yeah. just not that kind of person. Um, and people do forget that you're a person and, you know, you yeah. have a life. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely could see that that being something which would lean you away from it. You know? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, think, I think the key with anything, like, like you're saying, like if you would stop if it, it wouldn't go anywhere, is just is trying to find those little bits which you do enjoy while you're doing it to keep going with it. I think when it comes to the YouTube stuff, I don't necessarily enjoy filming it. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the work bit. That's the work filming it. But I, I like coming up with ideas and thinking, oh, yeah. that's going to be good. That's going to be funny. I'm going to like. Yeah. I'm going to be. I'm going to like seeing it. Not necessarily like making it. And then you always get that as soon as the video goes live, you're checking constantly. The endorphins are going. And then after an hour, you think, oh, fuck, i got to start it again. Start a whole new video again for the next it doesn't, two weeks. It doesn't have the instant feedback that a live show has. Creating no, like yeah, that's what yeah. people say that as well, yeah. yeah. So it's hard to know if people are enjoying it. And there was points when you're doing streams thinking, well, uh, did, like, are you enjoying it? And they'd be like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll fucking write LOL then. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> See, there's one thing we want to put me like this will go on YouTube. And I there's a phrase which I hate on YouTube, which you see on every YouTube video, which is like and comment and subscribe. And it's it's almost a necessity to say, because like you say, people do forget to do that. Whereas I, I every time I say it or I kind of feel myself edging towards it, I like I hate myself a little bit. Because yeah. I know I'm just trying to feed that endorphin rush of like, oh, well, someone's engaging with it. They're really enjoying it. And, well, yeah. I've, I've I've made it one word. I made like and subscribe. I don't know if you've I seen that. Yep. Seen the there you go. And at least I can kind of pass it off as a joke there and feel less guilty yes. as I say it. But yeah, I hated saying it. But then everybody was saying to me, you got to say it. It's the same thing with thumbnails as well. Um, a lot of surprised faces. They do mm. well. It does work. And if you do the, the flavor of the month, like, when Wednesday come out, everybody was sculpting Wednesday Adams or yeah. thing or whatever. 
and I can't do that. And I'd be a lot better off if I did had my face mm-hmm. on the thumbnail and constantly repeated like and subscribe and all that stuff and and did what was uh, popular that month. But I can't, so I'm just going to rely on the uh, on the steady few that watch, and yeah. uh, hopefully that will grow. Uh, well, I don't know if you heard of Social Blade. Social you heard Blade. of Social? No, I haven't. Yes. Well, you put your details in, and it predicts where you're going to be in five years. Oh, really? I'll yeah, be five I'll still be here. <laughs> this is where I'll be in five years. Apparently, I'm going to have five hundred thousand subscribers, so I'm all right. <laughs> I mean, you'll be you'll be doing fine. I could see that. I mean, like you, like you say, you know, as as much as it's you, you know, you don't want to pander to an algorithm. You know, you know. I mean, you built an algorithm, so that that counts. But yes, yeah. you don't, you know, you don't want to pander to that, and you don't want to get involved with that. I think there is an extreme value in just staying in your niche and yeah. just staying in what you want to make because you get. Of an audience who is more invested in what you're making as well. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah, they they they're there because that's what they like. Yeah. Whereas uh, clickbait is just anybody anybody will click that and they'll, they'll never come back. They'll, they'll never like and subscribe and stuff. Although some of them do, but you know you want those that are invested and that care and, and like they, this stuff. They value what you create and therefore they value you and you you work and yeah. probably buy something. You know, down yeah. the line, that's that's the other side of it. I think anyone can make a reaction video, but convincing someone to purchase something you created—that's that's I hard think, to do. I think in five years' time, I should come back on if you're doing this in five years with my five hundred thousand subs, and I'll plug the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll be my my raid of just yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a that's a great point to, to kind of round this out on. I only have one more question for the day. For the day, um, is uh, so it's something I've been asking your guests every every time this year. Is uh, is who should I speak to next? Hmm. I I would suggest Ashens. I could probably get you hooked up. You think? Where? Are? I, he he does like to help people out. He's a very generous person. He likes, and uh, he's a very popular YouTuber. I mean, a lot yeah, of people are aware, aware of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's enough. That's. Uh, I yeah. could ask Ashens if you'd like. I would appreciate you asking Ashens. I will. I'll I will tag him. him in this clip on the various socials as well, so he will. Yeah, he should see. But yeah, I'm happy to have a guest on. Well, I'll ask him. He's done it before for other people, and he likes to help out. So. And he's well, a yeah. lovely, love, lovely, lovely man. Lovely, 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 that, lovely man. That's the tagline for his YouTube now. It's just <laughs> a lovely, lovely man. Yes, <laughs> but I would definitely have you back then. It's been great to chat to you. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, hopefully it's not been too painful. And, uh, you know. No, you know I was a bit nervous. I'm not um, because sometimes I've been invited on another podcast and I've heard the guys' podcasts. Mm. I'm not going to name any names. No, I don't want to seem like a complete shit, but it, it just. It, it, very stilted, very mm. stilted. Like there's no back and forth, and I was worried that this might be like that, but it hasn't been. It's been an absolute joy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I had my previous guest on. Um, told me that the vibe she got from me was just very calm and consistent, and that that's nice yes. to have. And that's what you, I aim you know. For. You know what you're good at? Filling the silence. Filling the gap. You, 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 yeah, you never, you never let it go silent. That's that's what you want. That's that's good. You got to yell at the concrete. That's you know, that's it. Yeah, that's how you get. Through. I mean, I'm telling you your job. You know what you're doing, but yeah, <laughs> it's just a good thing. Do I? Do I? Know? <laughs> how many of these have you done? 
this is be 200 and something bloody I'm, hell i just say i've been doing it since 2017 i produce three episodes a month i do individual ones where it's just me waxing lyrical on a topic and then other times i get guests and then we just keep going uh, i'm not going to promise you that i'll listen to them all no. but i'll listen to, to some i have no idea how long it would take you to listen to them all i don't know if youtube will give me that there <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely worth going back because yeah as i say what we're saying to you before was we, we guest picks the topic we chat about whatever you want to chat about, so yeah well it's been good lovely all right well it's been great to have you on uh i will obviously link out to everything you do so that people can catch up to you and uh thank you thank you come to your sweet shop and whatnot and, uh... no i don't come to the sweet shop <laughs> it will not reflect well no on me. No, and that's that parasocial thing again, which is a <laughs> bit too much involved in life. But we will. I, ha- I have had people turn up at the sweet shop. Oh, really? And they gave that me like an in, in-person tip, like ten pounds. Felt oh. really weird that it put everything in perspective when someone actually yeah. hands you ten pounds. You're like, yeah. this is tantamount to begging, and it kind of put everything in perspective. Yeah, that's a bit much. It's a bit, yeah. bit too involved. I mean, I, I took it. Don't do that. <laughs> Business. <laughs> Give, give Dan your money, but do it through Patreon. And, yes, uh, yes. All right. On that note, we will talk to these guys later. Thanks very much, Dan. Thank you. See you.